Okay, Carrie. So before we really get into this conversation, I recorded something that I want you to listen to. Oh, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Is that kitchen snoring? Yeah. <laughs> I record there or did you? I did. Oh, because I've definitely got a recording of her. <laughs> it goes on for like 42 seconds. <laughs> kind of sounds like little baby farts. <laughs> okay, so. Is that my intro? That's your intro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's so much scary news out there right now. Um, and we had talked about how we could just have a conversation about the positive repercussions of the quarantine. Well, why don't we say we're in week eight? We're in week eight. Week eight. Eight weeks of... <laughs> Again, that's eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you finally went back to work this week on Wednesday. Yeah, but to the day, it was eight weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because Wednesday. Yeah, I left on a Wednesday for work and I didn't come back for another eight weeks. Oh, my gosh. So to start off, I really enjoyed our time together these past weeks, these past eight weeks. I know. They were fun. They are very enjoyable. We've kind of come up with or fallen into this schedule of working from home, going on jogs. Uh, we did that a few times a week, as well as like making dinner and catching up on movies and TV shows. So that's just so people know what we're doing yeah what we did <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny i re i re-listened to our uh podcast and we joke about we still joke about how to see the strength of a couple by dumping them in a country and see if they can get from one end to the other without speaking the language yeah and that was partly referenced to our trip in France, but it turns out we can do eight weeks just at home in our little apartment as well. <laughs> With our two cats. With our two cats. <laughs> so uh, not to toot our own horn, but we're looking like we're in pretty good shape. <laughs> but we don't have any kids. We don't. No, that's a big thing. And we were lucky enough to be able to keep our jobs. Another big thing. <laughs> yeah. So we were definitely very, very lucky. We're on the fortunate spectrum of things. Yeah, I was able to bring my uh, desk from work at home and create a nice, comfy little office. And uh, even Lucy, our cat, had a chair, an office chair, my new office mate. And then towards the end, Cody, you were sitting on the bed behind me. So it was all four of us, me, you, Kitchens, and Lucy just hanging out, working. <laughs> Co-workers. <laughs> Co-workers. <laughs> And it was very pleasant because the office I came from didn't have any windows. And then I all of a sudden had two windows. So mm -hmm. that was a nice little perk. You know, I'm always impressed at how nice you make like any living... room we live in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very nice to live in your house. <laughs> You're very welcome. I know because that office is originally yours. I'm just like, we're getting rid of that. Don't need this. Put a candle here. I yeah, got a candle here. I bring in my spider plant, which if you don't know, it just looks like this Sideshow Joe Bob hair. It's not like spiders are in it. Um, <laughs> spiders. I know. It sounds like an awful plant to have. <laughs> the scariest plant. Yeah. It's like, who would want that? <laughs> yeah. I got my candles. I got my kitties. Yeah. I, I know how to dress up a 
dress up a room to make it cozy. You really do. Because you came in after and you're like, oh, this is really nice. Because <laughs> even when you would work from home, like doing the podcast, you would never sat in the office. No, I'd just be in that room stressed out. No, well, yeah, I haven't even done that in years. <laughs> you were always like in the kitchen or the most recently the living room. And then I'm like, I'm going to take the office when I brought my work computers home. Mm-hmm. And I just made it so nice that you just started knocking on that door saying, let me in. <laughs> yeah, you and Lucy just made it so nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lucy had her own chair. She's she's with it. So I haven't looked at these notes that I made for a while. I, I remember writing them at like week two or three. And you were like, we got to we got to wait longer. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, here we are now at week eight mm-hmm. and we're like okay it's it's time to talk about how that went which leads perfectly into my first question okay that uh i wrote this actually probably about week six <laughs> my first question is i finally started to see you crack a bit last <laughs> week <laughs> <laughs> what happened to take you out of your comfortable hermit shell Let's see. What what was it? You know, I think because you were just solid, like you just like had no problems with it. And you were like not understanding why people were feeling itchy. And then finally I saw it a little bit and I was like, yes, got him. I wonder what it was. I think maybe, you know, I feel like we don't do a whole lot of like going out. Like we have a few restaurants that we frequent, but other than that, we go to movies. And so when you, maybe it was like when you take those few things away from my very hermit-like, you know, lifestyle, maybe it just hit me at one point. I'm like, I just want to go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you remember, do you remember what I was saying? What I said at that point or? You were just cagey. Like okay. most people have been. I had a couple of bad days where I was just like, just this frowny face, aimlessly walking around the house, looking out the window. <laughs> Forlornly at the world yeah. outside. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things too, and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this. It's like, you don't even know what's bumming you out. It's just mm-hmm. under the circumstances, it's just like, it's just doomsday. Yeah. And it's a little different when not just the state or the country but the world doesn't have any kind of grip on what this is or what it's going to look like so that's a little different yeah it's just like all right fuck it i'm leaving alaska let's just move to spain because they're not having to deal with this shit yeah yeah there's just no getting away from it yeah so that's a little it's a because little... it's happening in spain too it's happening everywhere it's happening everywhere it's very apocalyptic it's like you know so some days you're just like, yeah, I'm fine in my little house and going on my little walks with my tiny little kitties. <laughs> We're and, not going on the walks with the cats. <laughs> oh, I wish they would. But it's a little different when there's absolutely no escaping it. Yeah. And it's not just your grocery store and favorite restaurants and movie stores that are shut down. It's the world's shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all just waiting. Um, I don't know for someone to give us an opening date. But at the same time, it's like you have that opening date. Yeah, but as date. soon as we started getting those, we're like, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think so. Well, because I feel like those dates are meant for like the guinea pigs. 
you know, you go out there and you go to the restaurants and let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, that's... And I think also people are feeling a lot of uh, pressure for it. What do you mean pressure to go out? No, pressure. People are protesting and yeah. businesses are going under. I mean, there's a lot of pressure all around. And, you know, society is feeling it as a whole, you know, feeling depressed and sad like, about it. It's like we're all trauma bonded at this point. <laughs> so wait, you don't even know what it was that... I'm trying to think, like... um you know, okay, so one thing that really, really helped out was I like to go on walks. And when summer hits, I really like to go on walks. And you went on a few walks with me and you were like, at a certain point, you were like, oh, okay, this isn't enough. I need more, like, I need to expel more energy. And so one day you were like, I'm going to run. And I'm like, uh, okay, I, no, no. So this was the day before we actually ran and you're like i'm gonna run tomorrow i'm like okay i don't think there was even like an invite for me to go along <laughs> i was just like and i kind of sat on it for a little bit and then no that day, remember this conversation i said uh, i was gonna go for a run you're like yeah okay i'll, I'll come around with you i'm like oh uh <laughs> i meant run away from you Kelly. Yeah, no i was just like i don't even think i've ever seen you run i couldn't even picture it in my head you running you just don't run even when you walk you walk slow. Like, you walk so slow, like, you're my mom's companion when we walk. Because <laughs> she's a slow walker. She's an insane... I can't do it. <laughs> I can't I can't walk as slow as her, but you can. You're, you're not even walking. You're strolling. So we did what we found out was not running. It was walk jogging. <laughs> yeah. Or jog walking. Neither one of us were runners. Yeah. So we so would... We would we, run, like, a couple... Or jog a couple of blocks and then we'd just be like all right that's enough of that <laughs> and then we'd work up our energy again and jog for another couple of blocks and be like all right that's again it's enough of that so i think that 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 helped me get out of that funk you know just getting that energy out and i think what it was is i i was talking to a coworker the other day on the phone and she was like how are you how are you doing through all this and i was like I was like, I, you know, I'm pretty good. And she knows me as an extrovert. It's Regan from StoryWorks. Oh, yeah. And, and she's like, she knows me as an extrovert. And she's like, oh, are you one of those extroverted introverts? And I was like, I'd never heard that before. I'm like, I guess I totally am. Because I can be extroverted when I'm like out and about. Like if I'm at work or whatever. <laughs> when you have to turn it on. Yeah, when I, when I, and actually we mentioned this or you mentioned this in our last podcast. Where you're like, you can turn it on, definitely. But like, when you want it off, like, you want it real off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, blinds closed. Yeah. Room's dark. Shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally shutting down. So I don't know what it was that made me crack. Maybe it was like the monotony and then like the uncertainty. I've seen a few articles like floating around that got really popular like right when this thing hit. And it was like, that thing that you're feeling is called grief. And it's like, you're grieving like this loss of an old lifestyle. And I still feel like that's a little hyperbolic. Like, <laughs> yes, we both giggled at that. But I think that maybe there is a little bit of truth to that, you know, like you, you know, you, you want to carry on with your typical schedule. And then when that thing is ripped out of underneath you, I think that a lot of people 
were forced to stay home with their thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's Netflix, like all these things, Hulu. But people, I mean, people can binge for sure. But when you have like that much binging time, mm-hmm. I think that people realize like, oh, I maybe I'm not as you know, a Netflix and chiller as I thought. Maybe, maybe I need. Yeah, but even with both of us still working our jobs, like we still had our days where we just crumbled a little bit. Mm-hmm. So for the people out there whose lives were so disrupted, who had their kids all of a sudden at home, who maybe lost their jobs. Oh my gosh. I'd be crumbling the day I heard all oh, this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay. This is something that I wrote down that you said a while back. And you prefaced it with something like, I don't even know if I want to put this out there. Oh, <laughs> great. So you're going to blast it. <laughs> but you said, what if there was a natural disaster on top of this pandemic? <laughs> I was the one who asked you the question. Why are you asking me the no, question? No, for? I know. I know. I just think that that's, that's something really interesting to consider because when when it's normal when we're all just living normally and then something like a natural disaster just hits it's like if you're in that place it's like hold the phones like we need to kind of recalibrate or whatever but if you have a natural disaster on top of hey what if we had that earthquake yeah that happened couple years back yeah yeah happened or not even just to think about us if like you know a new hurricane hit the florida keys or something like that and it's not even i'm just thinking of like the u.s just in general yeah if any big natural disaster happened where it's like okay we need rite aid we need all this we wait rite aid rite aid i don't think it's rite aid i think it's like i think it's something else we need we need like um first responders well what's rite aid it's a store. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. Is it? Oh, they did a good job on me. <laughs> yeah, like if you want They've like been a my di- hero for like eight years. <laughs> if you want like a Diet Coke, <laughs> go to Rite Aid. <laughs> Get him on the horn. Helicopter meets him in Diet Coke. <laughs> I keep mentioning like how interesting all of this is. When you take kind of the casualties and the tragedies out of this situation. All of this is really interesting to, to watch unfold and to see how people are reacting to it. Um, that conversation that I had with Dr. Andy Ellsberg, one thing that he mentioned that he thought was interesting was there was a protest uh, a couple weeks back here in Anchorage and it was people protesting the quarantine. However, all of these people protesting the quarantine were quarantined themselves inside of their vehicles (laughs) yeah they're quarantining while they protest the quarantine exactly i mean and 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 he looked at it positively because i mean it's it is super funny like it's super ironic and funny and it i mean it probably for a lot of those people uh they probably had a moment like me where they just cracked (laughs) you know that one day was like oh i can't do it (laughs) you know (laughs) and so they're like i'm gonna protest this shit because this is stupid right and I mean, I'm not putting that on all of them, but it wouldn't surprise me if they had a moment of like craziness. But all that to say that whatever side of the aisle you land on, people are listening 
to these precautions because kind of at their core, they believe it, you know? I mean, because it's real. I feel like we're getting heavy. <laughs> okay. What, what are your questions, Carrie? Okay. Well, you've already kind of touched on this. Uh, so when we last spoke on the podcast, we discussed distributing our energy and being too busy. Mm-hmm. Now we're not. So what's burning you out now? Nothing's burning me out. But you just said, like, you just said you burned out a couple days. No, that was, times. that was, I think that was. But, okay, not even just necessarily you. But, like, the universal you, like, okay. people who just said, like, I, I'm too busy. The last time we talked, we were discussing, it's like, I think that's just becoming an adult. Like, you got full-time jobs, you got, got to pay those stupid phone bills. Yeah, gosh, I hate phone bills. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, you know. If you've got a family, you got your kids, blah, blah, blah. And you just like have a tendency to have social connections just kind of drop away because they become more peripheral. Yeah. Okay. Even though we're doing social distancing, mm-hmm. you and I have both done a lot of Zoom meetings. Yeah. With friends. And I know I've FaceTimed with a good amount of them. So that's part of like, I guess, connecting. But for a lot of people, they're not too busy anymore. Mm-hmm. so what is burning them out now like what do you think is burning people out now so you said something the other day that i thought was like perfect you said that it's like we're all retired <laughs> and and i think you see retirees going through this same thing like what the hell do i do with myself now mm-hmm. you know and i think that i think a lot of that is happening to a lot of people for example like i brought up earlier we could be like, hey, let's catch up on all of our shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down and say we finish like two shows and we're like, all right. And then, you know, the next week we sit down and we're like, OK, we're doing this again <laughs> because it becomes it can, becomes monotonous, you know. Yeah. And we've done it. I think what it is, is you realize like how much you sprinkle other stuff into your day. You know, so one thing that I read that I mentioned in one of like the special conversations uh, was that I saw on a Reddit post, how important it is to formulate like a routine because otherwise you're just kind of like wandering around. Like, I guess I'm hungry now, you know, (laughs) I guess I'll watch another episode of Ozark, you know, it's like, (laughs) so in order to kind of keep your sanity, you know, say you wake up and you go, for a walk jog <laughs> or a classic walk jog or you, you know, you set up your workstation or um, you plan like a zoom call for that night to catch up with some friends, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that a lot of it is like the balls in our court now, you know, like without like functioning society, how do I spend my time? What's interesting about that is a, uh... When I first came home with my work computer and you're like, okay, here's what I've learned in my time working at home. Because <laughs> there was a good amount of time that you were just working at home because yeah. you're doing either just crude or you're, you know, not having to go in for whatever reason. And you're like, you got to come up with a routine. I think you said you read this article by like astronauts or something like that. It was that Reddit post. It was a Reddit post? Yeah. Okay. So you're like, you got to come up with a routine. Also, on the other hand, like you just mentioned, you got to break it up some way because otherwise, if you're just sitting on the couch and 
it's like those time lapses where it's just like the, only the sunshine in the room changes and like yeah. the blanket ripples a little bit and then there's more <laughs> chips next to you and like that's a thing now like yeah. that's a real thing for people yeah yeah it's not like some character in a movie who's going through their depressive state but they're gonna get out of it yeah we don't know that we're in this movie right now <laughs> exactly we, we don't have the luxury of, of a uh, time lapse <laughs> yeah we don't <laughs> but Going back to what you were saying, it's like we got to actually mix it up somehow, mm -hmm. even though we got to keep that routine in. Well, what we did, we did this more than a couple times, but we had date night. Mm. So we moved the couches around, set up the uh, the love seat in front of the TV in the living room and made dinner, had we drinks. We didn't make dinner. We had popcorn oh that's right and hot, hot dogs. dogs yeah we had really crappy food <laughs> yeah everything all the crap we needed at the movie theater. that's true we i think we even made nachos at one point didn't we no we didn't have nachos oh, okay maybe we were talking what did we about watch? that we watched stand up we watched Chappelle. was it yeah okay Chappelle, and then um and then we watched onward too I mean, not onward. Onward also. <laughs> onward two isn't out yet. <laughs> not yet. People are like, "Oh my god, onward two. <laughs> but that was fun, and that definitely broke things up. And weirdly enough, I don't know about you, but I like, I was looking forward to it. Like throughout the entire day, I was like, "Oh, that that'll be fun," you know. So it kind of gave you this, I don't know, extra energy. Well, like some sense of a weekend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it all kind of blends together. Yeah. What's really nice is, is that it worked, you know, like, well, I don't know what works. <laughs> you're just like, you're like looking at me, like your eyes are going to like click into my brain and I'm going to know what works. So I meant working from home. Like it worked. Like, I think that a lot of people are realizing that having your employees or even being that employee and being scared to work at home. And then you realize like, oh, I I can totally do this. Mm -hmm. Like the world didn't blow up because I worked from home. <laughs> right. You know, and same thing with like uh, bosses, you know, they're like, oh, they worked from home and yeah. stuff got done. Yeah. And granted, there are jobs like if you're a mechanic, you probably need to be, you know, in the garage or whatever, or you need to be on location. But for jobs like ours, right, like we're both on computers, mm -hmm. it the world didn't explode. Those, <laughs> you know, like yeah. my job still exists. And I'm still doing my thing and you're still doing your thing. And yeah. I think that it's going to be interesting to watch like how this all plays out. Like will certain bosses be like, hey, like, do you want to come in three days a week? Do you want to come in two days a week? Do you want to just come in for meetings? You know, do you want to come in for like kind of the mandatory things? Because what we realized is like, I mean, one thing that I loved was spending time with you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was really nice. And I think what it, one thing that, that it really made me realize is how much, well, I know we enjoy spending time with each other, but how much time we don't get to spend with each other because we're working, you know? And I wonder how many other people realize that and how important that is because Although working is essential, like to our livelihood, so we can pay rent and we can buy groceries. Like at the end of the day, it's about the relationships in our lives. You know, that that's what feeds your soul. It's not. Well, even on top of that, like not just I mean, most people work. Yeah. So it's like cry me a river. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, even with our extracurricular activities like the podcasts, like you never did the podcast remotely. You always met somebody at the studio. Well, I, I've nine been sprinkling like, in the remote podcast. Okay, but nine times out of ten, you'd go to work and you would be home to like 830. Yeah. Because you were at the studio doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I would be at rehearsal till 10 o'clock at night. And that's a thing that also wasn't happening anymore. Yeah. And so it's not just we're getting to see each other more because we're working from home, but we're seeing each other more because you're able to do your thing remotely and the studio is not available to be at. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not open. So it's more than just one thing. It's not just work. Yeah. It's several factors. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of gets back to what I was saying is like you realize all the other like minutia that that is sprinkled throughout your day. Oh, yeah. And even just grocery shopping. I used to do that like by myself for the most part or you would like we would split it up. And now it's become like, you know, a team effort where it's like, all right, we've got the list. We know where we're going. The aisles. You go get that. I'm going to go get this. And we were wearing bandanas. Like, yeah. If you were to like look at us, like if we were in the past and look at us, we're like, that's actually pretty, pretty badass looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they got a strategy. They got cool outfits on. <laughs> this one guy walked past me and he called me Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, because you were wearing the ODB one. Uh, Yeah. So I have and for listeners, I have a bandana with old dirty bastards face on it <laughs> from Wu-Tang. It's an old like electric. Electric is a snowboard goggle brand anyway uh it has like you can fold it in a way that's either the top half of his head or the bottom half of his head with which is just his mouth (laughs) (laughs) i had the top half of his head because it's a little disconcerting to see somebody's (laughs) mouth on a bandana yeah and cody strictly dresses in black (laughs) (laughs) and this guy walked past me and he wasn't wearing a bandana so it was probably a dig uh, now that I think about it, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see him in the bread aisle. <laughs> yeah, meet me in the bread aisle if you hear this. <laughs> no, but the grocery store is like... You know, grocery shopping used to be a solitary thing for both of us. Yeah. It's just like, can you just pick this up on your way home? Yeah. Can you just stop at Walgreens? Yeah, it's like, no, you are, you are not going without me. Yeah. We are going to organize this we're gonna get in there and kill it and get the fuck out of there yeah yeah (laughs) we're gonna go home wash your hands (laughs) for 20 seconds yeah (laughs) how would you describe what we've been seeing around town so as far as like the emptiness of the city the streets the highways i mean it's starting to pick back up now because things are quote unquote like opening back up but like when we were in it, say like week five and we'd go out for a walk. Not even week five. Honestly, it was so fast happening. Um, I want to say it was only like eight days after I was like home from work. And I don't know. The, it's so hard to get a gauge on like what's happening in the city when you're like, oh, this is so awesome. We can just stay home all day. But then you're just finally like, I got to get out. Yeah. And we decided to go for a drive. And this is when it finally hit me on how many people, fortunately, were taking it seriously, mm-hmm. is we decided to take a drive out to Beluga Point. And we live downtown. So downtown to Beluga Point is a pretty good, you know, drive. 
And we were actually doing it during what would be rush hour. Mm -hmm. And no rush hour. We got there to like Potter Marsh area pretty quick because we weren't seeing any traffic. And I remember I was driving. We were kind of just passing that. uh, I want to say it's like a way station before you get to Blue Point. And it's the first time I can even remember in all of my driving career. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that I didn't see a single car in front of me and all the bends and all that out to Beluga Point, And I didn't see a single car in my rear view mirror. Yeah. We were just the only ones out there heading out to Beluga Point. And I was just shocked because not only is it rush hour and plenty of people commute mm-hmm. from Girdwood, um, that there just wasn't a soul around. And even around Potter's Marsh, that, that's a there's a whole neighborhood back there. Plenty of people take that road to get to the switchbacks that have houses back there, and mm-hmm. there wasn't anybody. It was insane. And I was just like, "Oh wow, this is kind of eerie." Intense. Yeah, it's a little eerie. Again, I'm going back to the word apocalyptic. Yeah. But what was the original question? Like, what stands out? I mean, that stands out. Yeah. Yeah, I think we pretty much agreed. That was the first time I really noticed it. The emptiness. Oh, and the cars. The amount of cars that are in the neighborhood all of a sudden. Yeah. Cody and I have about three apartment complexes that are kind of around us. We're not in a complex, but we're on a corner street or corner plot. And so we can see three different apartment complexes. And this actually goes in hand with that. Uh, Our bedroom is on the street side that all these cars would drive by so we can hear them in the morning and we're like, Oh, there goes that asshole at eight o'clock that <laughs> got the muffler. A, yeah. Doesn't have, Yeah. But all of a sudden the mornings were quiet. Yeah. And you looked out the window and all the cars are still parked there and kids weren't walking to school and mm-hmm. it was just, and there wasn't even like a lot of people out walking around. It's not birds. like people were, they're birds. Yeah. There's there, well, we heard the birds. Yeah, we could hear the birds. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, But you just noticed that people were home, but they weren't out. Mm -hmm. So it was like this abandoned car lot. (laughs) (laughs) Apocalyptic. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, like, what I noticed. I feel like I'm... Okay, so you'll mention something, and then I'll notice it. (laughs) I'm like... So observant. (laughs) I'm so selectively observant. (laughs) Which kind of gets to this this point a little bit, which is I think some people are built for quarantine and some people aren't. Although I did crack like that once or twice. Oh, and it was such a minor crack. Yeah, but you noticed it because you know me so well. You're like, was that a crack? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I see. Yeah, what is that I see? <laughs> you're one of us. <laughs> yeah, I got him, guys. Yeah, you're not a Cylon. <laughs> um, but I also think people have different life circumstances so some people are single and dealing with this all alone. Uh, some people are, you know, they have kids. So obviously everyone has different life circumstances. But for us, let's keep it just, you know, just solo married couple, no kids, two cats. Um, I think it's interesting that I am probably more built for quarantine, like isolation. And then you... Probably you're less built for it. That's what all that led to? I guess so. I'm trying to work through it. (laughs) 
I mean, why do you think that is? Do you think that I'm just like, like an old curmudgeon <laughs> born well, to be 80? Okay. Let's take into account like what you do for a living. You are a writer, a journalist. That's a solitary thing. Okay. Other than time where you come and bug me about it and you want suggestions of things or let me run this past you or how do you think this should go? Um, But for the most part, that's a solitary position. Yeah. I guess for the most part, so is mine, but... Dance isn't. Dance is not solitary. No. No. And you've always done that. And I've always done that. So, again, like, going back to the whole saying that we only go to movies and dinners and things like that, but there was, like, I was getting refused a big social thing Mm -hmm. that was part of my week, three times a week, for seven and a half hours a week, with, like nine ten other girls mm-hmm. or i shouldn't say girls there's two guys in there too mm-hmm. um and that's a huge social aspect to have like you go to work and you socialize all day well you shouldn't say all day <laughs> but you have social interactions <laughs> <even> work <laughs> yeah <laughs> carrie leave me alone i gotta get some work done uh but you know you have this that social aspect and then for two and a half three hours you know i am interacting not only physically but emotionally with a bunch of other people and then all of a sudden it was like three days go by work's gone dance is gone can't go to the movies can't go to the restaurants Mm. it's just me and cody (laughs) and you know i was (laughs) i'm just i was thinking about that and i think that's why i cracked a little sooner than you (laughs) well and i was thinking about the equivalent of what that would be for me and it would be like okay no podcast, you know, like, and no, because if I didn't have a podcast, uh, if somehow that got like yanked away from me, then I would just go back to writing, mm-hmm. but say that was taken away. Then what the hell do I do with my time? <laughs> We're not trying to take away everything you love. Don't I'm... take it away from me, <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> we were trying to focus on the social aspects of things, but this is social, you know, like me calling people. That... I, that's true. Well, you're when you were interviewing people in person, that's very much more social. Totally, yeah. I mean, that there's the the face to face interviews uh, have like a different element to them too. Like they're both really wonderful. Like the remote podcast and the face to face interviews or the face to face podcast. But the face to face ones usually have like there's an introduction. I'm making coffee. You know, some people like have bring breakfast or snacks or whatever mm. or whatever, and then. Uh, eventually I'm like, all right, let's get in there, you know, and let's chat before we, we, uh, you know, start talking about stuff that would be great, you know, on tape. And another big thing, you're out of the house. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about work in my dance or your podcast is we're actually out of the house. You have a chance to miss it Mm -hmm. and be like, ah, when you walk through the front door, I'm home. I had this really silly thought. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, during quarantine and i've had it before when i was working on crude full-time and it's like it's really ridiculous Can't and i thought maybe i'm a ghost because ghosts tend to haunt or at least stay in the places that are most familiar to them right so i'm stuck in this apartment okay first off I think you should edit that out. Oh, really? <laughs> Secondly, 
you're not haunting this apartment. You're haunting me because you're following everywhere I go. I think we should keep that in. <laughs> you followed me to college. The couple apartments I had there followed me back home. And now you've been haunting me in this fucking apartment for eight years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Um, people make memes and make light of the 2020, what 2020 has brought us. And while that's funny, it's also not. How do you see this pandemic echoing in our future and in history? Particularly, like, how do you think this is going to affect families uh -huh. and actually... I was thinking about this in the kitchen before we came in here and did this is let's say your grandkid asks you when you're 80 years old, like, Oh my gosh, what was that like? Granted, we don't know the end of this and how it's going to fall out and what everything's going to look like. But, um, I mean, what are you going to remember? What do you think is going to stick out? Is it going to be like, I got to spend eight weeks with my wife mm -hmm. with our cats in our apartment. And it was like, we did this and it was like, kind of pleasant but we were lucky or are you going to be like oh well i don't know it was, it was scary so despite the memes are making fun of like you know people drinking all day and i don't know like people making memes of like yeah i'm keeping busy and it's their cat in a teacup in front of a t like the tv yeah which i showed you <laughs> yeah yeah and you know just like silly things that people are keeping their minds i don't know busy but just making fun of it so what is going to be your your take on it? Is it going to be something you... I'm getting a little lost in my own question. Well, I think what I... Did something stick there that I just said? Yes. That yeah. I'm asking. I'll answer one of the things. I keep trying to wrap up my own question. I can't get there. I do that all the time. But I think that what I will remember is, is what you just said, is spending all this time with you. That was like the, like the inception of this idea to to do one of these, you know, do, do this conversation about the quarantine with just me and you, because we fell into a groove, uh, or a routine where we were really enjoying ourselves, just being around each other. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that there are lots of other couples that also realize that, that they're happy together and that, Remember to have fun with each other. Exactly. Like you said in the first podcast, <laughs> um, which is, yeah, wonderful. But I, I would hope that it helps remind people that there's other things in life besides Dr. Pepper and going to Dave and Buster's <laughs> and, you know, just complete just consumerism that the person that you are with matters the most, you know, if, especially if you're married to them. You know, that that person, you've dedicated your life to them. So I uh, hope that's happening right. to more couples than destroying them. Yeah. Whether they're dating or married. I mean, that would be great. Where it's just like, wow, I've only known you for four months, but this is a crash course and what this is going to look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to exactly. be together for the next 50 years or whatever. Um, I mean, I know that's not the case for everybody, but I hope it's more often than not. Yeah. That it's been a nice i don't know solidifying 
factor of your relationship. And as far as like the sarcastic memes, I think that there are some that are like antagonistic, you know, people that are not buying or at least feigning that they do not believe that this is a real issue, uh, whether they actually believe it or not, or whether they're just trolling. Um, But then I also think that there are a lot of people who are posting those things because I mean, honestly, if we don't laugh about some of the stuff, I mean, the other option is to just break down and cry and like this heap of depression, you know, because this is all like, if you really think about it, it's, it's really fucking scary. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree with that. Um, some of those memes are really funny. (laughs) Super funny. Like with the one that was like April and it's like, it's like a, a picture of a humongous flying saucer. I think it's like a scene from Independence Day or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh God, what next? <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen here? <laughs> um, I have one last question. It's a high note. And we've already kind of talked about it. But what has impressed you in a positive way during all of this? Like, not just with us, but like everybody. I think I've been really, really impressed with Alaskans. I mean, just that's just because we're here, right? Like maybe if we lived in New York, I'd be like, I'm really impressed with the New Yorkers, but we're Alaskan and we're here and we're seeing, like that's our perspective. We're seeing how Alaskans are reacting to this. And I've, again, to go back to what Andy Ellsberg said, Dr. Andy Ellsberg, and he's like, all of those people who were protesting against the quarantine they at least took the necessary precautions to quarantine themselves. Right. So even if you are against what is happening right now, because here's, here's the truth of the matter. We're all against it. <laughs> like every yeah. single, like none of us are for this. I'm pro coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. So. Right. So I think that some of us are just a little bit more like frustrated with it. And then we don't know how to express our emotions. I think that that's, and again, getting back to the fact that some people you know, they don't have a luxury of living just with one other person. I mean, that's something to absolutely consider. Oh, yeah, no, we're definitely the privileged talking about things that are... (laughs) Totally, so... We don't know the the horribleness of it could that it could be. Losing your job or insurance and you've got a kid with, I don't know, some medical condition or you've got a parent in an old folks home that you haven't been able to see and Mm -hmm. maybe they're on their way out and you can't go in there and say goodbye. Like, How many people aren't able to see their loved ones because they're in the hospital, Mm -hmm. whether they're inpatient or they're sick or whatever reason, or you're afraid you can't afford your asthma medicine. Mm -hmm. I'm going into insurance and medicine a lot, but it all goes into the same thing. That's where you work. (laughs) That's where I work. I work at the hospital. So, um, I I have to say that one of the things that I've been really impressed by is how crafty people can be. Local businesses have been great. Yeah, when everybody has their back against the wall, and it's like you always, you always get this the scene where it's like the thief has their back up against the wall, and they're just like, "Oh my gosh, am I going to get out of this?" But it's yeah. like, uh, it's all of us now, and it's how are we going to try to continue on with life and business and still, uh, <laughs> and still be able to like, you know, be safe and just. Last week, we went to Lucky Wishbone. Mm-hmm. Describe that. 
okay. So at my first thought is how are they going to run this? And I'm always a little nervous. Like, Oh my gosh, am I going to be put at risk? And oh, it's hundred percent, not a risk. <laughs> so let's just get that out of the way. So I walk up, you can't go inside. At least at this point you can't, I'm not sure what it looks like now, but I went up to this, um, uh, it was like, what are those things called where it's like a plastic divider, you know, so you could see through it and it, there was like maybe six inches, um, open at the like bottom. Like a bank teller. Yeah, like a bank teller. Exactly. And so I'm like, you know, my name's Cody. I'm here for my pickup order. And there was on the other side of the plastic divider were two tables that separated where I am from where this employee is. And so she, she has this, what would you even call it? It's like, uh, I think when you described to me, it sounded like, uh, like a poker chip pusher. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like the thing that the, yeah, the dealers use. Or like one of those claws where you yeah, press you a scr- button. <laughs> or you, no, you scratch your back and it's just like a little claw. Yeah. With one of those or yeah. just something where, um, don't get hung up on it. Move on. People talk, have an image in their Should head. we talk about this a little bit more? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we describe this thing. <laughs> Go into material, the grip on the it was handle. Metal. <laughs> okay, so so she she pushes, she has one of those baskets, like a fry basket, one of those red ones, and then has like um uh she's like, here's a here's a sanitized pen and like pushes it toward me. <laughs> and then, you know, I use that to sign my uh sign my bill after I pay. And then uh, she pulls that back. Yeah, so it was like a little claw because she had to attack, like uh, grab onto it, pulls it back, and then has another tray, and then it has like my my uh, brown paper bag, <laughs> like order, and it pushes it toward me. But it's like <laughs> it was great, and I I didn't feel at risk at all, you know. So yeah. yeah, like you were saying, ingenuity. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting what people can come up with to uh, to keep things going. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like it's and it's working. Like I like I said earlier, like things are working and mm-hmm. it's really interesting that they are. Well, that's all I have for my questions. Well, let's see. I think we're yeah, bo- and then I had I'm I went back to work this last Wednesday. Um I was really sad. Yeah, you <laughs> to were leave my home office. You were super sad. <laughs> um but you know, I think it's like one of those things it's just changes are hard. Um, so I've, I've gotten comfortable in my new spot. I'm in a different office that now has windows. So that thing I got used to at the home office, I now have my new office. Yeah. But I really enjoyed my eight weeks at home with my Koei. I enjoyed my eight weeks as well, Carrie. (laughs) Okay. Should we end it? Yes. Okay. I love you. Love you. For more information about how you can support local grassroots journalism, go to www.patreon.com slash crude magazine. Thank you to Trina Duber, Seward Brewing Company, The Grind Coffee Shop in Juneau, Derek Adolph, Blue and Gold Board Shop, Sharon Liska, Alaska Surf Adventure, and Aquila Space for their support at the company man level. This conversation was written, hosted, and produced by me, Cody Liska, for Crude Magazine. Music was produced by Alcoda Beats.